0: Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. I have the pleasure of introducing you to a dear friend, a fellow coach, and a motivational speaker that I truly admire and have learned so much from over the years. Hector Suko is lovingly known as the life teacher. He's the author of several books, including Life Worksheets, Quotes for life, and a great move the needle journal called the Ultimate Happiness and Gratitude Journal. He's also a coach who's authored several courses dedicated to helping people live happier and more fulfilled lives. He is the host of the Life Teacher podcast, which I am a huge fan of, and a motivational speaker constantly helping us find a different perspective. Now, I could go on and on, but I'd like to get into our conversation. So please help me welcome Hector. Woo!
1: Hello, Bertha. Thank you for having me.
0: How are you? I'm doing well. Awesome. I love it. Now, now, in addition to being known as the, the inspirational and motivational life teacher, Hector is also a teacher-teacher. So you're just starting your summer. How has 2021 been for you so
1: far? Excellent. I mean, coming off the 2020, 2021, Um, 2020-2021 school year Uh was a challenge for most teachers, Mm -hmm. but I came out of it, we're in the summer, and I'm having my, give me a second, I'm having my, well, okay, and I'm having my well-deserved rest.
0: Yes, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm happy that you made the time because I know we're just, what, a couple of weeks into the summer. So so thank you for making the time. I know you've got a lot of things planned and we're going to get into that. Um, but I have had the blessing of knowing Hector for a number of years. But for those of you who may not know him yet, and you will throughout this episode, Hector, can you share a bit about yourself your nutshell, something so that the audience gets to know who Hector is.
1: Like you said, I am a middle school teacher. And one day, my principal called me in to their office and said that I had made a mistake and that I could possibly lose my job over it. I found out later that the principal is kind of like this type A personality, likes to, how do I say this? I haven't talked about this in so long. Likes to use fear to control others. And it worked for me. I fell into a depression. My wife, who was my fiance at the time, was really there for me. And it wasn't until I took a sheet of paper and wrote my thoughts down that I noticed what I was thinking was not true. It wasn't true, but it was spiraling in my head. And it was at that moment that I figured out the power of writing, writing therapy works. And if it worked for me, it can work for others. And I've seen it firsthand through my workshops. When people write down their feelings, write down their problems and solutions, it just works. And as a teacher, and as I continued throughout my career, I always create worksheets for my students. So my train of thought led me from creating worksheets for my students to use in the classroom to adults to use in their lives, to get their lives in order. So I started to write a time management worksheet, a stress worksheet, a happiness worksheet, after about 18 worksheets, I decided to put it all in a book called Life Worksheets. And that's really what started my motivational speaking journey. I use the worksheets for motivational workshops and I speak and everything else in between.
0: I love it. I love it. And listen, I've, I've attended uh, some of your workshops, Hector and, and and guys, this is the craziest thing because, I, because I've had the blessing of the worksheets and I have the book and I've used them in the workshops and-, and what what I have found is that once Hector he's one of those facilitators that no one wants to let him leave right there's there's so much impact and so much power in the worksheets and I think Hector and I and I just want to elaborate on it a little bit because yes you're taking all this teaching experience uh, and bringing that to the table as you created these these worksheets but I think what I've noticed in the workshops is that people get so much impact out of them that they want to stay connected to your energy. So, you know, like the, the venue is turning the lights on and off and like people, Hey, you, you can't go home. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. But, and thank you for sharing how you sort of came up with the idea, but what have you seen has been the biggest number one, where the, where the people have really experienced the most growth, even if it's just in one area that they're looking at that they've never looked at before. And the flip side of that coin is where have you found the most reward in what you've been able to bring people through the worksheets?
1: The simple, most effective transformation I have seen time and time again with audiences is the trick of self-talk. So this is not just writing, now it's the way you think. Mm. When people speak in the I pronoun, I this, I that, why is this happening to me? This is their inner monologue. This is their self-talk and it's going and going and going. That needs to change. So the simplest trick I teach people in my workshops and in all of my content is to change the way that you think. Instead of the I pronoun, the best thing to do in stressful situations is to refer to yourself by name. That's number one. And number two, talk as if a friend is talking to you in your head. So what I usually tell people in workshops is come up with two scenarios, two stressful scenarios, one being the least stressful. But number two is one of the more stressful events that you can go through. And in the first stressful event, I ask people to close their eyes, And imagine going through the stressful event and think, how do you think? And 95% of the time, when I ask for responses, they respond with the I first person point of view, and they're talking about their stresses and that they're going through it. And it's that next moment where I say, okay, now I want you to put yourself in the second stressful situation, but this time you're going to change the way that you think to yourself or the way that you talk to yourself, you're going to address yourself by name as if if a friend is talking to you. I get chills every time because the transformation and just the facial expressions that come over people when they experience this new way of living, it's priceless. It's truly priceless. And it's an exercise I implore every single person to do in their lives.
0: And it's, and it's instant, right, Hector? It's, it's, that shift is instant.
1: People literally tell me after the experience that I not only felt different, but I felt a different vibe in the room. I don't know if anybody else is feeling this, but I'm feeling it. And I'm just like. Right. I feel it too. Excellent. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. And, and, and I think that's one of the things, and that's why when I'm describing it, I feel like people just don't want to leave because once they, once they connect with that energy, right. Um, because it's something that seems so simple, but they're like, Oh my goodness, nobody has ever, talk this way to me. Nobody, I've, I've attended seminars and workshops and, and all these things, something so simple, everybody tries to overcomplicate it. But I remember when I attended the, the first workshop and one of the first times that, that I heard you speak, which I want to talk about in just a minute, it was like, holy crap, are you kidding me? This is, and it's all you did was flip a switch. All you did was flip a switch. And we, we talk about, and, and our mutual friends, um we always talk about you behind your back right in in a good way but i just i just love that and i and i appreciate you sharing that because i know that that's that's a a game changer and again one of the reasons why people just don't want to let you go when you're when you're done so okay now the first time that i met you hector you were speaking and and you had this calm about you in the way that you spoke you had just total control and command of the stage, and you delivered such a prolific and deep and powerful speech. Now, you touched a little bit on it before, but what motivated you to take speaking into that next level and make it part of your offerings as
1: far as your career? It was a natural progression as far as how can I get information to a broader audience. Mm -hmm. The first thing I did was write a book. I first did worksheets that I put on my blog. The next thing is that I wrote, I, I authored the book. Mm -hmm. The next thing I did was create a motivational spoken word album. Mm -hmm. Heflin gives a great, gives great advice on business. He says, be everywhere, be on Google, be on Facebook, be on Instagram. Have be on Amazon. If somebody searches your name on Amazon, you should have things there yeah. for people to see, right? Have a podcast. He said, have a podcast in 14. Now it's when wow. I'm, it was just a progression mm-hmm. of things to do. Now I have a podcast. So if you go to Apple podcast and you put Hector Suko, you're going to find me in my podcast there. So mm-hmm. it's just a progression. And then in that progression is where I really found that niche is where I'm the most Effective and, and, and where I'm the most happiest is mm-hmm. facilitating a workshop.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I see it because you're, you're, in a, you're totally in your element when you are serving people in this capacity. And I really look at it as, as you know putting yourself in a, in a position of service. I know that you've created courses. I've purchased your courses and you have them on, on Udemy and things like that. Uh, great courses, super robust as far as the content, the professionalism, the the production, um, major, major, like really, really good stuff. And I remember early on in the pandemic, um, I saw your you had you were promoting it or something. and I, and we had talked about that maybe coming out. and that was the first thing I did, and I loved it. And let me tell you, i I really enjoyed that at that time when we all had, so much time with the pause. What do we do? Everybody's just sort of sitting and waiting and twiddling their thumbs. It was really a great time to get into that, that mindset shift because it kept me positive. It kept me sort of in a flow of, listen, it's it's bigger than just this. I'm going to use this time to to make the most of it. So Hector, what, what do you think you're seeing, let's let's talk about the pandemic for a minute. And I know you you have a very unique perspective because you're dealing with the kids and dealing with the way that you've had to sort of adjust to this first virtual, then hybrid, then now God willing, we'll be back to to a virtual space. But just in general, not just from your students, what do you see as far as, you know, when it comes to happiness, which I know is something that you're super dedicated to helping people achieve when it comes to the way that people are managing relationships, which I know is another big part of, of what you do. What are you seeing that maybe has looks different now on this side of the pandemic?
1: People need to realize that there are going to be things in life that you can control and that you cannot control. No one on this earth could have prevented this pandemic. This is something out of your control. What is in your control is how you reacted to the pandemic. Did you adjust accordingly? Did you face the challenges that were brought? 90, percent of what happens to, what's that quote? 10% is what happens to you. 90% is how you react to it. So yes, the pandemic was something that happened and it was out of your control. But again, how did you react to it? What adjustments did you make? And were you still able to attain or achieve your goals, your personal goals, even if the world was going through this terrible time?
0: right yeah that's that's huge and i think that's a that's a big thing with attitude and i want to i want to get just it's not really shifting because it's under the same under the same umbrella because i want to talk about your journal i love your journal you know i've been a big fan of the journal and i was doing it and and the way that you did it i want to i want to talk i want to ask you about how you came up with the methodology and where you were taking us for those 365 days. Okay. Through your journal, but, but I know a big part of so much of what you do and what you help instill in people and what you breathe life into comes from gratitude. Right. So I want to, I want to talk for a minute there about the gratitude, the importance of that, and maybe how that ties into that, that 90% of the attitude that you were describing.
1: So when I started my worksheets, they were mostly because I wanted people to get out of a rut or out of a depression and get to a point in their lives where they can say, I'm content. And I do truly believe that the book does that. It gets people to a point in their life where they say, I'm okay. And Mm -hmm. and the book can do that for those people. Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law came up to me and said, you know, Hector, I see this worksheet here that says find your worth. Well, what if I already know what my worth is in life? Do I need to do the worksheet? And I said, oh, no, not necessarily. And that when I gave that answer, I didn't know it then. But I said to myself, wow, if I'm going to create a book, I want people to use all of it, not just a few of them. Mm -hmm. Although my first book is still very valuable for those that need to get out of that rut. I wanted to find or I wanted to create a resource for people who may feel content or okay and get them to the point of happy. I am a happy person. And so what did I do? I started researching happiness. There's books for everything, right? And lo and behold, there are books about happiness. People have been writing books about happiness for a long time. And with each and every book about happiness came the number one thing you need, and that is gratitude. Gratitude. This is not something that you think about on Thanksgiving only. Mm -hmm. This is something that you actively need to look for in your life and your brain waves and your brain connections will scientifically change in a month. There was a study done that they did MRIs with someone. And then they mm-hmm. said, okay, every day, I we want you to write down three things that you are grateful for. And in 30 days, they came back and they did the same MRI and they saw new connections in the brain that wow. showed that they were just happier. They had more endorphins or whatever the scan was, mm-hmm. showed that there was a, a significant amount of change in their brain waves. And just doing that for 30 days. Now imagine what a year can do to your life if you were just grateful for every day that you have on this earth. That's amazing.
0: I love it. And that's what I think one of the one of the things about the journal that I love is that you're covering so many areas and it's not just about one thing, but you have a line of questioning that's really a great prompt for us to get into things, to look into, to explore, to dig, like we were talking about earlier But, but I think that, that what I love is that once you get, like you said, into the habit, it just becomes such a necessary part of your day that you can't stop doing. Was that your intention with the journal?
1: Yes. The progression of questions starts from some of the most basic scientific principles. Mm. One of the first exercises I ask people to do in the journal is to list the worst days of your life, but also the best days of your life, but also the worst days of your life. Mm-hmm. And when you start to compare, let's say number one, the best day of your life versus the worst day of your life, it is fertile ground for gratefulness because mm-hmm. it's showing you that, yeah, you got through that worst day. You're still here. And you, you went through and you enjoyed, hopefully, mm-hmm. the best day of your life. And when you try to compare or contrast them, you'll see that, yeah, you got through it. And this was the best day of your life. I mean, come on, you have to focus more on the best day of your life than you do the worst mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm.
0: But but that contrast certainly helps. I think I remember when I watched the movie um, Inside Out. Remember? Remember that? Uh, how How... Important almost sadness was because that's really where joy shined the most was was in in the the absence then of sadness right so i I think it's it's brilliant the way that you've done that just to make the invitation to people again to go there to look at it to look inside to see what is there, and without that invitation and without those prompts and without that that um that daringness to be vulnerable and to look there uh, we can't we can't get very far so I I don't know I love it and I've bought it for people and and just I'm so grateful that you that you put it together so Hector let me ask you a question if we looked you up in the dictionary what would it say
1: (laughs) am I a noun am I a verb am I an adverb you
0: are whatever you want
1: (laughs) As a noun, Hector Suco is a male, 35 years old, teacher on the side, motivational speaker, author, podcast host, father of two, married for eight years, half Cuban, half Middle Eastern, teacher for 12. Nice. As a verb, fun engaging, funny, happy, excited, realistic, and playful.
0: I love it. I love it. Very good. I love the way that you did that. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. So, so now let me ask you this, what is your holy shit factor? Okay. That, 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 that uniqueness about you that when, when people hear it, they're like, Oh my God, that's so Hector. Holy shit. That's so Hector. What would you say that is?
1: (laughs) That factor would be my pandemic project, which happens to be the fact that I created a board game. (gasps) So what I did is, and I've had this on the shelf. So the story behind that is (laughs) I had a student in math class who was a lot of was into a lot of gossiping and being in a relationship and having a boyfriend and and stuff like that and she didn't she did not do well academically she was actually in what we call intensive math which is a secondary math class to help those that haven't tested well on these standardized tests mm-hmm. it was the end of the school year but i still needed something for the students to do so what I said to everyone is create a board game. That's going to be your last project of the school year, create a board game. And everybody was working on their board game. You know, in algebra, you have the X and the Y. And one student came up with find your X. <gasps> and so they had math problems and you had to find your X. And then I'm, and as I was walking around, I said, why would anybody like to find their X? <laughs> but it worked. It worked. So she wow. got a really good grade on it. But this particular student stuck, didn't know what to do, etc. So I said, you like relationships, right? You like gossiping. So what if you came up with a game in which somebody was single and they needed to approach people or approach someone and see if they can date them and then at the end, be in an official relationship to win the game. And she's like, okay. So I literally took her through what a board game like that would look like. So I was there outlining it for her, literally kind of almost doing the work for her. Mm -hmm. I was literally doing the work for her. And, you know, I said, what would be the odds of somebody responding to a direct approach? Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, my name is so-and-so I find you attractive. And she would tell me, Oh, that's a, they have a sick, 60 to 75% chance. Okay. What if somebody casually like just bumps into them and says, oh my God, I dropped something. And then the person picks it up for them. Oh, that's a better chance. And I'm like, okay, so then all it takes is the roll of the die, right? What, What are the chances that they would respond? At the very end of the school year, we had finished, I finished the project with her. And I said to her, you know, if you want, you can keep this project with you. And do something with it one day. It has a lot of potential. and she literally tells me, Mr. Suko, no, do with what it. Do with it like you want. I, I really don't care. So that's it. She left. That was in eighth grade and she went on to high school. And I brought this idea, this board game idea home with me, and I put it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And every so often, this was in 2015. Wow. And so every so often I would look at it, And I would add a little bit to it. And then back on the shelf, it went. I brought it back six months, eight months later. I looked at it back on the shelf. I brought it back, back on the shelf. When the pandemic started, I got so bored out of my mind that I I took this thing out of its shelf and I laid it flat on the ground. And I said, I need to move this forward. This is just too good to pass up. I need to move forward with it. I love it. I joined a board game community. I joined I downloaded this program called Steam which allows people to play board games on the computer with people mm-hmm. from around the world at whatever time. Mm-hmm. And I was able to create my board game onto that platform. I was able wow. to get a designer. Yes, I've invested <laughs> about $2000. That's
0: amazing. To get
1: these to get the designer with me on the same page. Mm-hmm. I'm about a month out from releasing it, which is an extraordinary achievement. That really is. Heckling. Creating That's a amazing. board game is unlike writing a book or yeah. starting a podcast. It's yeah. just a whole other skill set yes. and investment of time and money as well. Right. But right. it is a project that I had a lot of time for and I finally brought it out of the shelf to really work on it.
0: That's amazing. I love it. Oh my God. I'm so excited. (laughs) Cause I've heard about the the board game. I just didn't know it was going to come to fruition now. So that is a big deal, man. Congratulations. That's huge. That's huge. Look
1: out for it. It's called now you're dating.
0: Oh my gosh. That's awesome. And, and man, I I think you must've had so much fun with this because you're so good at the relationship conversations and making people think, and you're, you're asking questions that, are bringing a, a very unique perspective and and a mindset.
1: Well, one of the f- one of the most important things you have to do is play test your game with other people and the excitement, the laughter, the oh my god, you got rejected. You know, <laughs> it it's the it's those little things that I really wanted to pay attention to. It's not the game, it's how people react to it. It's how right. it's how friends react to it, which is what I think brings about this camaraderie of how you got rejected oh i'm going to sabotage your date oh i'm going to attempt the first kiss and and everybody could i i really truly believe that people put their own values into this board game and it's so funny because people (laughs) who people look at it two ways they either look at it as a realistic thing that they're going through Mm -hmm. or they just want to win the game and so when they just want to win the game, they'll ask people on the other side, why did you not attempt the first kiss after the first date? Oh, because I don't do that. But this is a game. Why are you? <laughs> wow. So, so I was just, its it's been really eye-opening to see the twists and turns the playtesters go through as they're playing the game. And I, I just can't wait to see it on a broader scale for people to start playing it.
0: That is amazing. I love it. I am so excited. Oh, crap. Okay, Hector. So tell us, tell us where we can find you. Where do we get the books? uh, Tell us how to, how to, how to get in contact with you.
1: Well, over the past year, this thing called Linktree came out. And I think Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Anybody that has a business or a brand should have a Linktree. So I would like everybody to go to my Linktree which you can find at hectorsuco.com H-E-C-T-O-R-S-U-C-O.com. And there is a link to get into my email list, my books for sale, my podcast link. My board game is going to be there soon. I love it. My, all of my cor- my online courses are there and how to find me on social media is also there. You're just going to have to scroll down a bit, but anything and everything that I've ever created is on my link tree and I really hope that if you if I gave some value to you that you'd check it out.
0: Yeah, That's amazing. I love it. I love it, Hector. Hector, thank you. I know how busy you are. Um, I know how many things you've got on your plate and how many of those plates you're spinning right now. So I'm grateful that you made the time. I'm so excited about your podcast too. And now about the game and about the, it's just, you've got so much going on and, and thank you for making the time to be here. So I have one, one final question before we go. Uh, what's the big dream?
1: Travel the world. Woo. I love it. What's the first stop? So next year, I'm planning to go to Philadelphia and okay. watch the Fourth of July fireworks over Independence Hall. Wow, that's, that's, that's definitely on the on the list. I love and it. And then from Philadelphia, we've never done this before. From Philadelphia, uh, I want to take the Europe trip that I've been dreaming about for the last three or four years. London, Paris. And now I've been, I've been wanting to add Switzerland to the
0: list. Nice. Good.
1: I love it. I love it. Travel the world. That, yeah, I would love to travel the world.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. That's, that's big. And, and you'll make, you're, you're doing the things to make it happen. So, and, and the kids are at a good age to be well-traveled and, and, and have so much fun. Hector, thank you again. Say hi to Lucy and give a kiss to the kiddos. Okay, folks, you heard it here uh i want you to go out there and do good and be great and go play outside y'all bye